Today in Watching Your Wealth, how not to become a bag lady. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Lisa Stone is Principal Financial Advisor at Bernstein. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Veronica. I'm excited to be here. Glad to have you. So, Lisa, so many people, especially women, tell me that they are afraid to become very poor or so-called bag ladies in their older years. Why is that? Well, Veronica, there are some really solid reasons for having this fear. To start with, people are living longer in general, and women in particular are outliving men by an average of about seven years. So the truth is, their money really does have to last longer. Um, Women generally earn less than men, and one of the reasons for this is they're often in a position of financially supporting kids, Mm. both minor children and grown children, as well as aging parents. Um, They're also more likely to spend time caring for children and aging parents, which takes away from their earning potential and their climb up the corporate ladder. Indeed. And And Social Security down the road, too. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to add on top of that, we're just in a tough capital markets environment where um, the outlook for the capital markets over the next five years are considerably lower than what we've seen over the past 20 years. That's right. And I think also maybe this is part of it. Some women may be more reluctant to take on risk in their portfolio, may favor cash or bonds. And we all know that that's not doing so hot these days at all. Exactly. And it's only getting worse in terms of bond returns. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, One of the things you also had mentioned when we spoke previously is that some women, not all, but some women have this sort of Prince Charming fantasy. And because of that, they may put off uh, financial planning. Tell us what that means and how that plays into all of this. Yeah, I use the term Prince Charming um, fantasy to describe the phenomenon that I see far too often of women, um, rather than confronting their financial reality and um, making adjustments if they need to, they instead kind of live in this la-la land of waiting for some Prince Charming to swoop in and save them from their problems. Oh, man. And that doesn't usually happen, does it? doesn't it? usually play <laughs> out well. So, Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, so, okay, so where do we start? Where do we uh, start so we can make sure we don't go broke? Because I think some women, yes, in theory, they want to do this, but it just seems like such an overwhelming task. I'm just stressed out or overwhelmed by it. So what's our first step? Yeah, I agree. It's totally overwhelming. And it's also scary because many people are afraid to know the reality. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big believer in the... Um, idea that knowledge is power. And it's much better to know your situation and you can take steps to change it if you need to Mm. rather than burying your head in the sand. Hmm. So really the first step is taking a realistic assessment of what you have. And that includes looking at all of your assets and liabilities, putting it all together in a net worth statement, um, and then taking a hard look at what your expenses are, what your income is, what your expected income moving forward is. Um, If you have planned retirement date, looking at that, and also looking at any major one-off financial um, incidents such as an inheritance or paying for college or a wedding. What's a simple way to do this? Sort of open all your statements to begin with or log on to those accounts and then just start an Excel sheet, you know, and put together like what you 
owe and what you own, for example? Exactly. So it starts by just maybe putting a bag on your desk. And as you receive all your statements, just start throwing them in there till you have um, a reasonably recent um, idea of what you have across the board. Um, if you work, work with a financial advisor, they may be willing to do this for you if you just bring your statements to them and aggregate it. And then you need to look at any major debt, credit card debt, mortgages, um, any other student debt, and um, look at it all together. So what if you look at it all together and you're not happy with what you're, you're fine? Maybe there's a lot of red or you owe more than you own, for example. Well, you need to come up with a plan, mm -hmm. and there's lots of resources available to help you with that. Um, but you need to look at um, what what the future looks like in terms of realistic market returns, what the future looks like in terms of your income. And if the numbers show that you're going to be running out of money, you need to make adjustments, whether that means cutting expenses or making a career change. Mm, or maybe taking on a different, another job, a different, exactly. different job you Exactly. What other sort of resources, obviously talking to a financial advisor like you would be a resource, what other resources can women seek out that can help them sort through all this? I mean, really any trusted friend or advisor who has any um, comfort level with the financial world. I mean, that can often be a double-edged sword, right. as a lot of people can be very opinionated about um, investing and not necessarily knowledgeable. But certainly even just a friend to hold your hand and kind of hold your feet to the fire when it comes to um, putting this plan together. There are a whole host of tools also available online that will allow you to run projections. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's a great start for most people. Sometimes even like budgeting apps like Mint.com can help you get a handle on what you're spending, what your cash flow is. Um, what about understanding? I think, and this is probably stepping back a bit, but some people say, you know, I don't want to run out of money. And I've heard people who are multimillionaires sometimes even billionaires say they're afraid to run out of money. And I think part of the issue is that they their definition of being poor or running out of money is different from like the average person. Like their definition includes like, I don't want to run out of money, meaning I want to be able to leave an inheritance for my kids. Right, right. So I mean, financial planning is very um, specific to the individual. And everyone has you know, unique situation. I can tell you in my experience, there is almost zero correlation between how much wealth someone has and how fearful they are of running out interesting. of money. Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. So um, th that goes out the window. So oftentimes, um, part of putting together a plan is as simple as figuring out how much do you need to not have to worry about running out of money. But oftentimes, it involves much more complex goals like uh, multi-generational wealth transfer, philanthropic goals. Or sometimes it's just a cushion. I mean, I had a client with an account we called her Xanax account because that was the amount that she needed to know she always had in something <laughs> very conservative no matter what the market did. And that was what she needed to sleep at night. And fortunately, she was in a position that she could have that. Nice, nice. Um, you know, some people say, I don't want to put a plan together because I don't want to be locked in. And that means I have to follow this plan to the T. What do you say to them? Well, that's a great point. Um, a plan is a work in progress. It's something that you do your best, um, your best estimate, your best assessment of where you are today. On that note, a lot of people, I think that's the reason they procrastinate about doing it, because it's so overwhelming and they don't know what the future holds. But what you need to do is take a look at where you stand today, 
what you reasonably know about the future and start with that and then re- review it and revise it on a regular basis. And it's much less intimidating to do that than starting from scratch. So what's our action step for, you know, as soon as we finish listening to this podcast, uh, what is it? Um, gather those documents, gather those statements or something else you suggest? Yeah, I mean, really take inventory of your situation. And it can be scary, but it's really important. When it comes to your financial security, we can't afford to um, bury our heads in the sand. Better to do it now than later when you're older and may not have a chance to get more income or make more income. Exactly. I mean, the the two single biggest factors affecting your financial health, at least for most people, are income and expenses. Mm -hmm. And those are things we can control. So the sooner you get started on a plan, the sooner you have a chance to make positive changes to get you to your goals. That's exactly right, especially having control of those expenses. That's a a big one. Um, Thanks for the tips, Lisa. Would you stick around and take our fun financial quiz? Absolutely. Great. You stick around, too. Hey, this is Stephen Perlberg from the WSJ Media Mix podcast. Are you interested in the biggest changes in the media and advertising business from Facebook to Snapchat? Tune into the WSJ Media Mix podcast for interviews with some of the biggest names in media, from Gawker CEO Nick Denton to Turner President David Levy. For more, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York... Here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for financial advisor Lisa Stone to take our fun financial quiz. Lisa, you ready? I sure am. All right. So what's the best financial advice you ever received? Well, this was something my father used to tell me, which would sound simple, but it was so valuable, which was simply buy low, sell high. Love it. Worst financial advice. The worst financial advice I ever received is that the stock market is a casino that's rigged against the individual investor, Mm. because it's simply not true. Hmm. I like it. Fill in the blank. Money can buy? Choices. Very true indeed. Money can't buy? Character. Mm, Nice. If you won a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? I had lots of time to think about that. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing I would do is prepay the rest of my kids' education, private school and college. So that would take a big chunk of it. Um, Then I would make a large donation to a college prep program that I'm very involved with. I would then take my kids on a nice vacation and invest the rest for the future. I love it. Sounds like a great plan. So much fun. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Veronica. Our pleasure. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, the production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.